0: We're talking about the addition of Sean Tyler to the running back room and some interesting thoughts and insights when it comes to the transfer portal and how the Gophers use these players coming up on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. You are no Locked happens, On Golden Gophers. No matter Gophers. what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On, Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now today we're talking about the transfer addition, Sean Tyler to the Gophers a running back, entering a room that might be a little crowded now. And so we'll talk about the implications of that, the ramifications of that. But be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and join the community, leave a like and comment what you're excited for about the Gophers this upcoming season in 2023, what you're looking for the most in spring ball. I want to hear that in the comments down below, but let's dive in. So we're talking about the addition of Sean Tyler. Now, Sean Tyler, who is he? He is another Western Michigan addition from the portal and you know what, we might as well consider Western Michigan a recruiting ground for Minnesota at this point, a pipeline for the Gophers with their third transfer coming in from the program this offseason. Not to mention, Coach Fleck came through Western Michigan, Coach Simon, Coach Harbo, Coach Collins, Coach Callahan. You get the point. There's a lot of coaches, a lot of players that have been coming from Western Michigan to Minnesota. Now, that said, so far, it's worked out for the most part. So not a lot of complaints on that front. But it is interesting to see that that pipeline continuing this season heavily in that offseason with the transfer additions. Now, entering Sean Tyler, who is he? What did he do at Western Michigan? Well, he's a veteran running back. He joins a running back room with a lot of youth, a lot of talent inside of it, some returners, some walk-ons still, and Sean Tyler over the past few seasons, past two seasons, let's talk about the two years in which he was the full-time starter, the RB1 for the Western Michigan Broncos. Now in 2021, he had 178 attempts for 1,150 rushing yards, nine rushing touchdowns, 114 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. So he was used both in the ground game and in the receiving game. Pretty effective overall, over six yards of carry in that 2021 season. Then he entered 2022, which was this past year. He had 207 attempts, so more attempts. 1027 rushing yards, so less yards there, seven rushing touchdowns, 111 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. So the receiving work was pretty consistent year to year, a difference of three receiving yards and one total touchdown in the receiving spectrum of things. But it shows that he can receive the ball consistently. It is an asset to his game and you don't have to worry about catching the ball being an issue. Now, the efficiency did drop off. We only saw 1,027 yards on more carries, whereas we saw 1,150 yards on 178 carries the year prior. So the efficiency did go down a little bit, but solid production in both areas. I believe 2022, we came in at like 4.9 yards carry, almost five yards of carry. So still pretty efficient for the most part. Now, what does he bring as a player? He brings a lot of high end speed, which is something this room can use. And it's something you don't complain about when it comes to the asset that it brings. So high end speed, you love to see that. He's been told that he would get looks in the kicking return game. And then they'd love to see his his speed and this intensity in their running back room. So definitely an addition that could make an impact in this room. Now, he was committed to Oklahoma State ahead of flipping to the Gophers. So he was going to be a graduate transfer either way, committed to Oklahoma State, and then flipped to the Gophers late in that window, in that transfer period window number one that we just got out of on January 18th. Um, And so he officially made the commitment to the Gophers. He is early enrolled, and he will be working with the Gophers this spring Camp. Now, one thing I want to say before we move on a little bit is that, again, we see the receiving asset in his game. So it is something that looks like we're building a team to be able to catch the ball more, to be able to pass the ball more, to be able to get into More passing concepts, the real screen game, hopefully. That's what I'm truly hoping for with this Gophers roster, to see some real screens, because screens in this offense that has been built over the years with heavy running and heavy uh, play action usage, the screen is built to be a big play hitter here and there, a true RB screen so you see pass catching abilities not only from Tyler coming in from the transfer portal but also from Darius Taylor from Zach Evans from Marquise Williams all these guys Bryce Williams has it as well these guys can catch the ball and that's going to be used and be an asset to the future at quarterback Ethan Kelly McManus. now we've talked about what Sean Tyler brings to the RB room but what does it mean what does an addition to the running back room mean For the room as a whole that's what we're going to talk about coming up next first I want to talk to you about our friends over at betonline betonline is where the game starts you can get all of your latest and greatest news and analysis over at betonline more lines more props more odds than ever before and so we're taking a look at the gophers basketball line they play purdue tonight Tonight, Thursday, uh, it's a second match against Purdue. And you know what? It's probably going to be a tough one if we are being honest with ourselves there because Purdue is still a top three team in the nation. And that line overall is currently sitting at 13.5 points. Now, can the Gophers get inside of that? That's what you're trying to decide when you're making a pick on this line 13 and a half points can the Gophers keep it within that now last time they lost by 19 that was over in West Lafayette in Purdue at Purdue and now you're here at the barn can they turn it up or will it be a similar late collapse like they saw versus Illinois there's a lot up there they've been playing better ball overall this year so or this this 2023 year calendar year so hopefully they can crack within that still, but we will see coming up. But if you want the latest and greatest when it comes to odds, props, you name it, head over to Online where the game starts. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. That's right. We have episodes cranking out consistently and on the daily. Now, we may miss an occasional day here or there, but I always try to make it up, whether that be a double episode day or whether that be a Saturday show. We're going to find ways to make it up to get you those five shows a week. And you know what? We're talking about the running back room. We're talking about the transfer how the gophers have been using the transfer portal. I want to talk specifically about the running back room right here. And long story short short, I think this addition likely means change is coming for this running back room. The the move seems more like a self-padding in case of any change, but also it makes it makes me personally think. That change is 1,000% bound to happen in a crowded running back room. Now heading into spring ball, you currently have two returning running backs who saw carries in multiple games last year in Trey Potts and Bryce Williams. Both of those guys, again, saw a lot of looks. They saw a lot, heavy amount of looks the year prior before injuries to both of those guys. And so they have a lot of experience in this Gopher system. Then you have Zach Evans, who's returning. He just redshirted for his fr- true freshman year. And he flashed in the spring camp. He flashed in the fall camp. And then he was given one opportunity to play the season because he was dealing with injury, especially early on in the season. And so due to that injury setback, he didn't really get looks this season, but he did get one opportunity in the Northwestern game late when we were blowing them out. And he looked like the next big minnesota running back he looked like this is a guy to get excited about mo even said he's the next great minnesota running back mo mo said that now mo's not just gassing this guy up he might be a little bit like you're gonna you're gonna do that for your teammates but the talent is of that capability the coaches had talked about that coach burns had talked about how the ceiling is incredibly high for Zach Evans. Coach Sharaka had talked about it. Coach Fleck had talked about Zach Evans has special capabilities. It's just getting him up to speed. And so he's had a full year under his belt. He's getting another spring camp under his belt. So that's another player that could see heavy minutes in 2023. Then you add the additions of the 2023 true freshman class with Darius Taylor, highly coveted, running back, uh, commit, four-star guy, was wanted recruited heavily down to the wire up to signing day by Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan State, and even his home state. So Michigan State clearly still, but Michigan, the home squad, the team that's made the playoffs back to back, heavily put on the blitz at the end all the way up until signing day. He stayed to his commit here at Minnesota, and you have to think that that heavily means he'll at least get opportunities in year one. Got to think it because in the transfer portal these days and kids wanting to get on the field and have the opportunity, it's hard to think that a highly coveted, highly touted prospect won't get opportunities and looks after warding off so many highly competitive interconference schools. Now, on top of that, you also have the addition of Marquise Williams in the 2023 class as well. And then finally, you have walk-ons who didn't look too bad in their opportunities in the non-conference games so although Mo is leaving I think this running back room shows that we could change to using maybe two to three backs more often in heavy usage throughout the year as opposed to one to two with Mo Ibrahim and Trey Potts now I have a hard time believing that five running backs will get good amount of opportunities in this offense, especially as we look to pass the ball more as well. So you've got Potts, you've got Bryce, you've got Tyler, you've got Evans, and early enrollee Darius Taylor. That's still a lot of depth in its own right. That's five running backs right there that could easily get looks and touches in a program like this. So don't be surprised if one or two hit the transfer portal in that spring second window. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Now, if that happens, I think it would likely be between Potts, Bryce, and Evans. And that all depends on how the spring plays out, how the reps play out, how they're feeling about themselves in this offense. Now, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw maybe Potts or Bryce or someone transfer to Kent State to continue working with Coach Burns. That wouldn't baffle me at any point. I honestly think that this this Tyler addition could usher in that maybe some people have hesitations. Maybe. I mean, that first window is officially closed, so maybe if that was the case, you would have seen them hit the portal by this point, but we didn't. So again, don't be surprised if someone hits the portal, especially of those three that aren't coming in right now fresh to the program. Honestly, I think overall, you really hope that it's not Zach Evans who makes that portal decision, because I think that would leave a lot of feelings similar to what we just saw with Bucky Irving, a guy who looks to be the future of the program, looks to be a highly talented individual, a guy who could really put the team on his back and do some crazy things for the program and heads out to another opportunity. Now, Bucky looked to be that future running back and left with NIL playing a large part, but also not knowing where the touches were 100% coming from with Mo being back and other returners being back. So it's tough. But I think overall, this multiple running back depth really adds insulation to help if there's a blow from the transfer portal to help bring veteran experience and a speed dimension that may not be present in the room prior to Sean Tyler joining the squad. So overall, I think it's hard to believe that highly touted running back like Darius Taylor, you don't get him some sort of reps in year one. Sean Tyler likely will be worked in the conversation. So then it just comes down to do Evans, Potts, and Bryce get the reps that they want heading into this spring camp, or does that become a dividing factor? There's a lot up in the air, a lot of questions, a lot of things to keep an eye on as we move forward in the spring ball, but it also brings up a philosophy of the transfer portal with the Gophers and how each program uses it, and that's what I want to discuss next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar brings you this show today, and they're great. They're delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're power packed with protein, 17 grams, in fact, and it's a great snack, a great bar to tide you over meal to meal, whether that be breakfast to lunch or lunch to dinner, you name it. It tastes good. It's not bad for you. Uh, Under 150 calories, under four grams of sugar. So definitely give it a try. Use promo code On 15 at built.com and you'll get 15% off your order. Or you can head over to Walmart or Sam's Club if you can't wait for an online and you want it now, you want to try it out. Go try out the four pack, a four pack of it over at Walmart or Sam's Club, your choice. Or if you already know you like it and you just need to get your hands on more ASAP, they've got 13 packs over there as well. Give it a try and go on to built.com today. All right. We're closing this show off with how the Gophers use the transfer portal. I just took a look over the last couple of years about how the transfer portal has played out for the Gophers. Now in 2022, we had eight transfers come in. Six of those transfers played key minutes and three of them started all year round. That was Quinn Carroll, that was Chuck Filiaga, and that was Kyler Baugh. Now On top of that, you had Ryan Stapp, you had Beanie Bishop, and you had Darnell Jeffries, who all played rotational minutes at some point in the season, whether it was due to injury, whether it was working in. They all got minutes in this offense, defense on their side, and they are looking to continue to get minutes heading into the 2023 season. Now, Sergers, Lorenzo Sergers, Transferred in from Vanderbilt and now also transferred away, hit the transfer portal again away from the Gophers. So we lost one there. And then there was a kicker who transferred in as well. Didn't really get any opportunities in that season, but that was the transfers for 2022. So you saw six play key minutes, six out of eight. And then you saw basically two have no input, no impact or leave the program again. Now in 2021, we had seven transfers come in. Four of them played key minutes. That was, and then three of them started, or four of them played key minutes and started. Excuse me. Let me tell you the facts, not ramble on. Now, we had the four being Trickett, Dalen Wright, Niles Pinckney, and Jack Gibbons. Those four played heavy minutes, heavy. Some of them started, some of them played in rotation, but still, again, heavy factors for the Gophers. Then you had Val Martin, who left the program. You had a kicker who didn't really get any opportunity. And so there wasn't, and then you had Carter shot. Carter shot played more of a reserve role, both in 21 and 22 spot spot minutes as he helped in for injuries and things of that sort. So again, really seeing four key players of those seven transfers, four of them getting heavy minutes, six out of the eight in 22, 22, now 22, 20, 2019 talking with too many twenties right now. 2019, we saw three transfers in and two of them played key minutes. That would be Benjamin St. Joost and Micah Dutredway, both playing starter roles, playing heavy roles for the Gophers in their time here. Enter 2023. We have six transfers coming in right now, and that leads me to believe that three to four of these guys will be key roles, potential starters, if the trend continues. It also means that maybe one Player in this class is more of a depth piece, more of a player that doesn't get a lot of opportunities unless injuries present themselves, and then one to two could be on the move again. So if you're looking at this transfer class overall, I think Salig, I think Crooms are both bound for key minutes just due to positional scarcity, due to um coaching connections, due to team needs. I think those two are set, it looks like barring complete meltdowns in spring camp they're likely going to see a lot of opportunities in the 2023 season now that leaves four players to fill out the rest of this anticipated transfer input and that's chris collins that's uh henderson jack henderson that's elijah spencer and that's sean tyler so who in there is going to get key minutes or rotational minutes And who won't get opportunity, that's to be determined. It depends on how they play in the spring, but that's something that seems to be very prevalent with the Gophers and how they use the transfer portal. Reps need to be earned, and if they aren't earned, then the opportunity doesn't seem to be there, and that's typically when you see these guys leaving the program again. The Gophers mantra with the transfer portal seems to be to use the portal with the expectation that these guys are going to be playing key minutes in positions that we need, have a need or we have scarcity, but by no means, no means at all is it guaranteed, which is a healthy approach in my opinion. I like the approach overall, but I am a little confused. With the RB and the wide receiver additions just a little bit because it seems that both of those rooms are potentially crowded and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and if it leads to other transfers. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll talk about it more this offseason, but that's going to do it for us today at Locked on Golden Gophers. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe over on YouTube and leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast at Locked on Golden Gophers. I'll see you tomorrow where we're talking hockey with Dylan Lauks of Gopher Hole. He's a hockey analyst. He's huge on analytics, and he also does scouting for other hockey leagues. You're definitely going to want to hear the content that he has to say. I'll see you tomorrow. Row the boat. Skyuma, Go Gophers.